The Panthers traded with the Bears to get the first pick of the NFL draft. What will the Panthers do? Uh, out to the KDUS hotline we go. We're now joined in the sports one by Mike Lissette of the uh, of Charlotte Sports Live. And, Mike, good to have you on the show. And let's start with uh, the changes at the top in Carolina. Scott Fitter and Frank Reich are in. Matt Roll fired last season then headed back to college, this time to Nebraska. Do we know at this point what the philosophy might be uh, with the new hierarchy with Fitter and uh, and Reich uh, heading into the, the, the in the draft? We might got a clue in the off season, but we'll get to that in a minute too. But what what do we think about the philosophy overall with the new with the new regime? Well, it's interesting. I mean, ever since Matt Rule got ousted and they decided not to go with Steve Wilkes as the head coach, and they brought in Frank Reich, every off season move with the exception of anything defense, has been providing a, a, a rookie quarterback or a quarterback a ton of support. So we see they're trying to revamp the offense, and we see they've done everything to build that offense to make whoever comes in their job as easy as possible. Okay, so Bryce Young, it seems, is going to be the first selection well, on Thursday night. <laughs> well, it we, seems. Who knows? I mean, I mean, that's, that's who everybody thinks it is. But obviously yesterday you saw the report. Some anonymous guy on, on Reddit claims he's got information that Will Levis is talking and saying he's telling his friends yeah. he's going to be the Panthers' starting quarterback. I don't buy it, but it's crazy of how everyone in Vegas did. And, and we started to see the odds turn. If you if you right. were to, to right now hold me up against the wall and say, who's it going to be? I would obviously choose Bryce Young. But it's interesting. It really is interesting. For a time, everybody thought it was going to be C.J. Stroud, and everybody thought that Bryce Young was just too small to play in the NFL for a number one pick level. And But this, over time, odds sort of shifted. So right now, I would say, yes, I do think it's going to be Bryce Young. But it is very interesting how the last 24 hours certainly have provided a seed of doubt. Okay, so why is there at least before yesterday and uh, before somebody jumped on Reddit, why is why is the speculation turned to Young? What what would why would he be their guy if he is their guy? Well, I mean, I think you look at the his body of work. He definitely has everything you need to be a a, a, a top quarterback in the NFL. I think everybody speaks glowingly of his physical skills, of his mental capacity for the game, of his decision making. The one knock that everybody has on him is his height. And to me, that's a big knock because I think the Panthers went into this season thinking, we've got to win now. I think Anthony Richardson's a guy that, that should be looked upon. And I think if the Panthers had a little more flexibility and, and the fact that they'd be willing to accept a couple of down seasons or at least one down season, I wouldn't have been surprised if they went with him. But they're looking for a guy that can win now, and they believe that's Bryce Young. Yeah, the, I've talked about the uh, you know, Bryce Young's stature as a you know height-wise, but the fact that he played a pro-style offense at Alabama for Bill O'Brien, I assume that plays a role if Bryce Young is the guy. Absolutely, and of course the the cognitive test score is another thing. Uh, Scott Fitter and Dave uh, Tepper are very big on that, and I think perhaps the thing that sealed it for him was the fact that he scored a ninety-eight on the test. And, and C.J. Stroud only scored an 18. Now, if you've ever seen those tests, they're, they're kind of ridiculous. We actually did this on the air the other day, and it was just like, you know, if, if, if all engineers work on the 12th floor, 
and Sally is an engineer, then we must assume that Sally works on the 12th floor. And your options are true, false, and we don't have enough information for that. Uh, and, and, and But those are very big to Dave Tapper, and those are very big to Scott Fitter. So we think that's the thing that clinched it for him. Okay, you mentioned Richardson and Levis already. Yeah, is there a chance that that could happen, or they probably didn't move up to number one in the draft to take either of those guys? That's the other side of thinking on that, right? And that's the thing. That's the thing that clinches it for me. I don't think you risk it all for Will Levis. I don't think you risk it all for Anthony Richardson. Now, again, I'm not a scout. I don't know these things. But all signs pointed to when they made that deal with the Chicago Bears they had a pretty good idea of who they were going to take. And I think maybe had this been a year ago, it might have been Will Levis. I mean, Will Levis' stock was very high going into last season. And then he got injured, and then he also had to deal with a new offensive coordinator. So his stock dropped. Uh, Anthony Richardson's stock quasi-raised this year, but again, the stats in a competitive SEC weren't there. If you were to ask me, I think they had their sights set on somebody, and that's why they were willing to cash in all their chips and risk it all. Okay, Mike, I will get. I promise we'll get back to the draft here shortly, but I want to talk about the offseason to this point. Uh, you know, what they've done in free agency on the offensive side. They've added receivers, DJ Chark, Adam Thielen, Hayden Hurst. Uh, you know, getting the receivers, uh, you know, they've had some receivers in the past. Getting any receivers the ball has been a question in Carolina in recent years. I know Andy Dalton was brought in, uh, so is maybe he gonna start the season, or if Young's the guy? If they choose, if they choose, if they choose Young with the first pick, is he the starter from day one? Well, again, we don't know that yet, but I'll say this: I think they've 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 positioned themselves with an insurance policy uh, by taking Andy Dalton. Obviously, the Andy Dalton now is not the Andy Dalton he was four or five years ago, but at the very least, if he has to start the season. They should take comfort in that. They've surrounded him with guys like like Chark and Thielen. I mean, those are veteran guys that can pick up the slack if Dalton is slow out of the gate. Um, and it was very important they did that because, again, to get that number one pick, they had to give up D.J. Moore, who at the time everybody thought was untouchable. That was a very, very big, risky move for Carolina. I, I think, I mean, if you, if, you, if you read a lot of so-called experts, Everybody has been very high grade-wise on what Carolina has done. They've put themselves in a situation where they're ready to win now, but they've also bought themselves just a little bit of wiggle room in case that rookie quarterback is not ready to go. They also, yeah, of course, they dealt Christian McCaffrey during last season. They've added Miles Sanders, four years, $25 million. What are they expecting from Sanders? Now, this was one that caught me by surprise. It really did. I really was surprised they did not go with Deontay Foreman and keep him there because Deontay Foreman did a wonderful job, him and Chuba Hubbard, last year of stepping in when Christian McCaffrey was traded away. If you remember, the run game was very, very slow out of the gate under the Matt Rule, Ben McAdoo regime. I think Fitter put a lot of pressure on them to get that going and then finally, when they traded McCaffrey, it seemed to open up the floodgates a little bit, and Foreman had a great job. So Sanders is going to be relied upon uh, in that same role last year. Now, he's, this, this coming year now, he's had both knee and ankle injuries in two of the last three seasons. He had a great season last year, a breakout season. The question is, is his body going to be able to hold up and maintain that and have a repeat season? That remains to be seen. 
You know, it was fascinating, at least from afar, and certainly we're from afar here, but the offensive line, which either was, you know, underrated before the season, but, you know, they certainly got better during the season. How'd that happen? Well, I, I think that they assembled the right, the uh, correct group of guys. Bradley Bozeman came over from Baltimore. He was a huge guy uh, in terms of that, um, that, that, that sort of come up, if you will, uh, I, I think that consistency was a big thing. I think that that was something that they hadn't had over the last couple of years. You had the same guys out there, and you're right. They were, other than, I mean, between the defense and the offensive line, the thing that was keeping uh, the ship in order. Now, if you remember, they also drafted Icky Iquano last year. He got off to a very slow start and was torched against Cleveland. Um, but by the end of the season, he had proven to be one of their most reliable weapons on that line. So that was another big reason why... Uh, that line developed so well. I look for them to still draft somebody in the line. I think there's there, there three needs, obviously, going into the draft. Obviously, number one, you have quarterback. Pass rusher, that's going to be a big one. Brian Burns is having surgery this offseason, or has had surgery. Uh, so they're going to need other people to help out. They've done a good job of getting people along that way. And then, of course, offensive line, I guess, is something you can never have a part of. But but you're right. It was a, it was a good season for the offensive line. Icky played great. The addition of Bradley Bozeman was good. Uh, Pat Elfline going out actually ended up being a good thing because Bradley got the boost into the starting lineup, and, and that's when you started to see some of the pieces fall into place. You mentioned uh, Burns and you know the defense. They they switched. They've now switched to a three four scheme. Don Cabers is back with the organization. <laughs> Uh, when healthy, they, they've got some stud performance on the defense side of the ball. So how good can this unit be? And does the uh, you know, returning and added personnel, does it fit the scheme change? I think that the defense has the potentially very good this year. The, the biggest challenge is there's going to be guys playing different positions and on different spots of the field. So they've got to get up to speed rather quickly once all the pieces come together for – summer camp and, and preseason camp. But I think, again, everybody sort of feels that Jack Thompson took a pay cut to to, uh, to to rejoin this team last year. They were really worried that they were going to have to cut him and he was not going to be coming back. But Shaq's coming back. He's been a leader, a captain over the years. Brian Burns, Jeremy Chin. I mean, these are guys that, that have really come into their own or have been in their own, and now you've sort of seen this, this, this form under Ejero Overo and what he's trying to do. It could be a big – I mean, this could be – you talk about the weak division they're in, and it was awful last year. This could be a huge opportunity for Carolina to, to catapult over everybody and find themselves back in the playoffs. You mentioned that's Jeremy best Chin. Scenario. That's best yeah, that's scenario. I mean, we don't know. Okay. We don't know. I mean, you know, you look at, at – we did a study, and it was just like, you know, like 20% of, of like, top, you know, pick quarterbacks don't make it past, like, year five again you just don't know all the pieces have to be right on paper all the pieces look great but you just don't know okay back to the defense for one last thing they added von bell also in the offseason the safety you know you mentioned jeremy chin you know he's sometimes been really good sometimes kind of missing in action so how's the new fit uh, new scheme fit with chin and uh you know should he be more of a playmaker at this stage I think that's what they're looking for him to do. I think Jeremy Chin's going to be fine. I really do. He had an up-and-down year last year for a variety of reasons. But he's one of the hardest workers on the team, and he's willing to embrace anything they throw at him. And I think 
we saw that last year with the defense and 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 him trying to do whatever was asked for him, despite the fact that he was dealing with injuries and things like that. I think I think Jeremy's going to be fine. I do think I do think you know when when you're waiting for the offense to sort of round into form, they're going to be relying heavily on the defense to help them and keep them in the games. And I think they're going to do it. All right, back to the draft part here. Yeah, what other positions? I don't care which side of the ball. Do you expect them to address this week? So you know, you know when we get done with this on Saturday night, uh, you know, what areas do you think they'll uh, you know try to improve upon the most? Well, as I said, pass rushers. You can never, in their mind, you can never have enough of them. I think they're looking for guys like that. Offensive line. Another one is wide receiver. You lose DJ Moore, and anytime you lose DJ Moore, and, and no disrespect to DJ Shark and Adam Thielen great guys but that was their guy last year so i think there you can never have it in their mind enough receivers they'll say when they get to a certain point they will take the best player available but look for pass rushers to be priority number two for them all right so you know when the when the you know season starts you know what, what areas do you think they still need to you know, from now until the time the training camp open let's put it that way what areas do you think they need to most improve upon Obviously, quarterback play. I mean, that's they're, 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 and, 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 and developing a passing strategy and a passing attack. I mean, rookie minicamp is going to be huge to get their guys up to speed. I think, I think just rounding the offense into form with so many new places is probably going to be the top priority. At least, with the very least, for the defense, you have a lot of familiar places. They, now, granted, they're playing at times different positions, but that offense is pretty much all new, with the exception of a lot of guys on the offensive line. That's got to be priority number one. Mike, appreciate the time. Have fun. Um, um, probably going to be uh, you know, drama-filled to some extent. We'll see how this goes on Thursday. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. We're all looking forward to it. It's obviously the thing everybody was talking about. Obviously, it's a little bit anticlimactic with the fact that everybody knows they're going to take a quarterback. But still, there is a little bit of sense of, you know, you, you think you know, but do you really know? And so when we see the commissioner up there, and and it'll be good. Now, hopefully, they won't have a, a Dan Marley-like experience where Dan Marley was obviously booing when, when they picked. So hopefully, whoever the Panthers pick with that top pick will be warmly welcomed. Well, the Marley thing actually worked out well in the end. It did, you know, yes, short-term. Did. Didn't, yeah, didn't Jerry cute. Colangelo chastise the crowd, too? He's like, now you boo him now, but you'll see. Well, and... Co- and, and yeah, actually, it was Cotton Fitzsimmons at that point. Oh, I'm but, sorry, uh, you're right. It was. I, poor shame. Yeah, I, you, as a 90s NBA child, I should know that. I apologize. <laughs> no problem. We got it, Mike. Appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks for the time. Thank you. Have a great day, guys. You too. Mike Lissette of uh, Charlotte Sports Live.